say what you will about the podcast, but this will certainly be an episode of it. <laughs> uh, hello, and well, I'm starting now. <laughs> hello, and welcome to Cartridge Cinema Club, episode 108. My name is Mark Champlin, and today I'm joined by Alex Wallace. Alex, take it away. Merry Christmas, girls and gays. This is literally the only Christmas-themed thing that I did this year. Oh, I, damn. Well, I watched I, both Home Alone movies yesterday <laughs> with my partner. That was pretty chill. I, I don't... I'm not I'm not really stoked on Christmas. It's a holiday that I mostly associate with arguing with my family. Um, I so, did some of that this year, too. Yeah, so I took the opportunity to just not do any of that this year, uh, except, uh, unfortunately, this podcast um, mm-hmm. uh, has uh, forced me uh, to honor Christ... Uh, by watching, um, by watching uh, a film. Why did that bastard have to get born and make us watch Elf Bowling? <laughs> what did we watch this week for the podcast, Mark? Uh, well, let me tell you a little bit about Elf Bowling, uh, colon, Elf Bowling the movie, colon, The Great North Pole Elf Strike. Uh, and, uh, if you guessed that we're going to be talking about, uh, labor and unions <laughs> and slavery, <laughs> uh, you guessed correctly. Um, so, so Elf Bowling, originally a bowling video game, uh, as I understand it, it was a flash game and then it was a PC game and then it was a movie, I guess. Maybe it was on the Wii, I think, I don't remember, but it was developed by Endstorm in the 90s uh in the game the the plot is that <laughs> the elves of santa's workshop are on strike due to overwork from the huge demand for christmas toys so santa claus has decided to whip them into shape using them as bowling pins um <laughs> which mm-hmm. is a which is a more coherent statement than the movie <laughs> uh which was released uh in 2007 um and it somehow features the voices of a couple of actual voice actors, Joe Alasky, Rex Piano, Jill Talley, and notably Tom Kenny. Uh, Tom Kenny, if you're listening, fuck you. Um, <laughs> obviously, Tom Kenny voice- should be fucking ashamed yeah. of himself for this film. Voice of SpongeBob for, for the uninitiated. And yeah. voice of the maybe the most racist character of this whole podcast i don't know it's up there in the in it's up there in the s tier yeah uh, in terms of racism Mm -hmm. uh this movie was extremely panned by critics and audiences alike (laughs) and due to the reception a halloween themed sequel was mercifully canceled (laughs) (laughs) so that's elf bowling the movie is it and we watched the whole thing and we watched the whole thing um so this is somehow the (laughs) densest hour and 15 minutes of my entire life it was a hell of a thing (laughs) everything and nothing happens in this film (laughs) so i'm going to uh run down the plot for you it might take a little bit because a lot happens yeah this is gonna be like a wordy episode (laughs) somehow I'm like I'm like mad about how long this episode is about to be. Fuck, I'm like I'm angry about it. <laughs> so Santa and his brother Dingle, who he hates, 
are pirates <laughs> who love bowling. Um, and I think they steal toys, and Santa gives the toys away to orphans, but only sometimes in secret? Question mark? Unclear on that. That's gonna be a running theme throughout. Um, <laughs> then Santa uh, gets mutinied by his pirate crew uh, for cheating at bowling. Uh, and so he and, uh, his brother Dingle, who he hates, get frozen in blocks of ice, uh, and they eventually end up in the, in the North Pole. Uh, at this point, we're about five minutes into the film. The, now the elves at the North Pole find them and rescue them, um, and the elves have a, a statue of Whitebeard, which is just Santa, and, and there's a plaque on the statue with a prophecy that says that he is going to come to lead them someday. And so Santa just becomes king of the elves. Um, I, I love that Santa is like a Christ-like prophetic character. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, but also he sucks. Um, right. <laughs> so Santa signs a binding labor contract with the elves uh that states that he has to uh keep them happy or legally they have a right to go on strike um the 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 union is a is a nuisance for santa throughout the film and we will get to that uh but the point is is that he has he, he's got to keep the bumometer up they got the, they got the bum the bumometer which which uh, which measures how happy the elves are, and if the elves are really bummed out, then then Santa, <laughs> yeah. then they go on they go on strike. Yeah, you know the grocery store where it like has that thing where it tells the cashiers when they need an extra cashier because the lines are getting too long. Mm-hmm. They, well, every grocery store has a bumometer that alerts the union if the if the baggers are getting too uh, upset with their job. God, it's if, really impressive. If only, or according <laughs> right. to this movie, that would be so annoying. Um, yeah, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so, so yeah, so Santa is Santa now. Um, and he marries a young Swedish girl. We'll get to that as well. Don't worry about it. Everyone gets a young girl. Uh, and then like a thousand years go by or so, uh, and, uh, Dingle, Santa's brother, who he hates, uh, decides that he wants to be Santa now. Um, so he, he, he devises several schemes, but eventually he challenges Santa to a bowling match to become Santa, uh, which Santa agrees to really for no reason at all, like, like Dingle doesn't have any like collateral or or blackmail on Santa to get him. To, Santa just agrees to just gamble his immortality away, um, and um and, and then Dingle wins, but then he loses because he cheated and he gets and he gets kicked out because he cheated. At this point, we are about thirty minutes into the film, um, <laughs> and you and we you know this because. It's so dense, and you've seen so much already that both of us probably separately looked down at the runtime and were like oh god we're not that wasn't like the, the that yeah, wasn't the, like the rising the first like, the first bowling match between santa and dingle <laughs> happens and it feels like the end of the movie and then you look no then you and then you mouse up you and i was like oh wow that 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 was nothing and then i moused over i was like oh my god there's like another hour of this bullshit um so most of the rest of the movie is about Dingle uh, coming up with various ways to try to become Santa. Uh, and a whole bunch of fucking bullshit happens. 
Um, and at some point, he's like Santa for a little bit, but he's like uh, 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 mean to the elves, unlike Santa, who is also mean to the elves, but like in a more neoliberal way. Uh, and then at the end, they have another bowling match that Santa agrees to for no reason. Uh, and then Dingle wins, and then he loses because he cheated, and then uh, Santa is still Santa, and nothing changes, and that's the end of the movie. It's uh, it's like poetry. They rhyme. Yeah. And the, did we mention the movie's really racist? We'll get to that part, too. Mark, how did you feel <laughs> about Elf pulling the movie, Colin, the Great North Pole Elf Strike? Alex, are, are, are we here just to suffer? <laughs> I was having such a nice day. I was having such a nice weekend. I, I, you know, I, I, I watched Home Alone, nineteen ninety, the nineteen Home Alone. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a great movie. That's yeah. a great dialogue. L- little kid acting does not bother me in that movie because he's so exceptionally talented. Um, and and then I had to watch this wannabe shrek but painfully awkward and embarrassing movie i got secondhand embarrassment watching this alone (laughs) in my apartment that's rare i've seen a lot of shit in this apartment i've i've seen a lot of shit for this podcast and this was the one that like i was cringing the way it looks we're we're not we're not going to talk extensively about the way this movie looks because God is there enough material already to talk about. I mean, as far as the way it looks, it's just like you know, just imagine like bargain bin Xbox 360 game. That's yeah, about and- the level of of, of quality in every Ugh. aspect, like the sound mixing and the creepy wooden doll faces of every single yes, character. Yes, everyone looks. Yeah, every character looks like they're uh, like a carved wood block that hasn't like had the finishing put on them so you can still see like yeah like the woodiness of the very scary god there are only like two songs in the original score and they both are are painful yeah it's a Um, musical also we didn't mention that the songs are (laughs) atrocious i'm not even gonna play them just imagine you know you know like when you're you know you know bad kids movie musical songs it's those you've heard them it's not you don't need to listen to it Cause it's it, yeah, it's uh... yeah. We're we're not gonna do a Donkey Kong Country thing. You're not gonna hear the Diddy Kong rap. This is not this is not that. This it is not that episode. That. No, doesn't deserve it. There's no emotional core of this movie. It's pure hate. Um, I the, I I felt I was in a fugue state the entire time I was watching this until until I saw the the extreme extremely racist Tom Kenny character. And at that point, I was just like. <laughs> I was just laughing out of pure hysteria that, like, I couldn't believe how racist it was. And that was the only time I felt awake the entire movie. Um, how did you feel about um, it? Yeah, you touched on a lot of the feelings that I had. I, I'm genuinely not sure if, like, this one wasn't that bad or if I have just, like, built up an immunity to bad films because of this podcast like i've just been dosing snake venom every week and now i'm watching in your cereal every morning there's just a little bit of antifreeze (laughs) and now i'm like watching the fucking elf bowling movie and i'm like uh you know it's really really racist but it's not as racist as the Angry Birds movie because it's true. Its ideology isn't as coherent as the Angry Birds movie. I will, I will, I will go with you there. That yeah. the Angry Birds movie editing the um 
<laughs> I'm not going to get too off track on this, but uh, the yeah, there is no more racist movie that we've watched than the Angry Birds movie. <laughs> Editing that that best of episode really reminded me that it was a coherent anti-immigration white supremacist movie, which this at least is not. No, this is like this is bull in a china shop racist. Like it's yeah. just they they're just blindfolded and stumbling around and tripping over their own dicks every three seconds. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Yeah, every single character in this movie is completely unlikable, including Santa. I don't know who we're supposed to root for, uh, and I would say that it is a confusing racist film that no child should ever watch. So let's mm. just let's just go ahead and get into that, starting with the racism and the anti-Semitism. Um, <laughs> The, the anti-Semitism is pretty straightforward in that Dingle is just an insulting caricature of a Jewish person, uh, and he is the primary antagonist, uh, and we are constantly told that he is doing scams, and that he's somebody that we should not, uh, trust, um, and, you know, that, that's a, this is a, this is, it's, this is a trope that's not unique to this film, but it's worth calling out every time it shows up because it is yes. disgusting. Um, <laughs> it's so ubiquitous that people will like forget to call it out. Yes, honestly, but, but yes. it is worth it is worth calling out every single time because mm. it is disgusting. Um, so we've been alluding to this racist Tom Kenny character for about fifteen minutes now. Um, <laughs> let's talk about. Um, I can't. I can't believe I'm about this. About only going to say it once. I'm only going to say this character's name once. His name is. His name is Rapple Stiltskin. Um, and uh, this is the only black character that speaks in the movie. Um, and and at one point, and 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 when he's introduced, you know, like a bunch of elf characters get introduced, and then it cuts to the black elf and my heart dropped into my stomach and I just went, oh no. Like, I'm so afraid for this character <laughs> to open his mouth. Um, and he did. And he immediately starts rapping. Yeah, his first words are yo, yo, yo. Mm -hmm. And it's Tom Kenny doing his best impression of what he thinks a black person sounds like. There's later parts where this character like has speaks in full sentences and like, and Tom Kenny is like doing a Mike Tyson. <laughs> yes, literally. It's, uh, it's, so the, so the only black character is a racial stereotype. Obviously. <laughs> Uh, do you remember the part at the end where they they clean up the workshop with magic and he's like, I wish we had this in Detroit. I missed that. Oh, Holy yeah. Fucking shit, man. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my um, God. Yeah, he literally says Detroit. Um, Fuck. So, th I mean, that Fuck. was the line. I don't that know. Made I made me take back that bowl at a china shop comment. Yeah, it was pretty pointed. <laughs> That's pointed. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't, you know, it's. <sighs> Uh, they, they, they go, okay. That's not the end of it. It's not the end of the, that's not the end of it. We have more racism to go through. So the last third of the movie, they go to, big air quotes here, Fiji. Um, and Fiji basically exists to, as like a theme park. 
uh, where all of the locals that live there are just like attractions for the white characters to gawk at. Um, and the, the locals in, in Fiji are all uh, wearing grass skirts uh, and singing nonsense words. Um, the only character uh, with spoken lines of dialogue who, is, who lives there is called Chief. And he also wears a grass skirt. Um, and I would describe the accent that uh, that character has as just foreign guy. Yeah, it, I mean, he he to me, he sounded the closest to Latin American, which is not accurate at all. It's it, just brown person. Yeah, it really it really feels like they were like, well, we're just going to pick Fiji. No one knows anything about Fiji. We can right. just we can just make up whatever we want about it. And it doesn't matter because that's not a real place. It's just somewhere that I saw in my history book one time. Yeah. Uh, it's uh. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's kind of the, that's kind of the, that's, that's kind of the, the racist aspects of it. Um, it's also misogynistic. I would say less, less aggressively so than with the racism. It's a very horny movie. Yeah. What we're bringing back, is it horny? The, the, the classic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the answer is yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, it's all of the men in this movie talk about women like they're props, um, and the women are all props or snakes. There's two, you could use like the, okay. So I mentioned earlier that there that Santa uh, marries a young Swedish girl. Uh, Santa like by the way he's Santa. He's like an old man. Um, and there's the one girl elf. Uh, and 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 she becomes Mrs. Claus, and she is like young, and doesn't look as old as Santa is. Which is really uncomfortable, and she's like a this Swedish girl, and her only trait is that she makes strudel really good. That's her only personality mm-hmm. trait. Um, this then, is what I look for in a woman. Yeah, the only other central female character uh, is introduced in the last thirty minutes, um, and she is a gold digger that wants to uh that 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 starts hanging out with dingle because he's santa now and she and she wants the the clout from him being santa real dull view of of women uh and minorities uh and your child's intelligence uh and elf bowling the movie (laughs) yeah it, it really does try to be that that kids movie that you know adults will laugh at too and like i guess the adult parts are like Haha, <laughs> women are are such, you know, uh, w- women are women are the worst, huh? Yeah, because like that's what they think adult media is, which it is largely. <laughs> yeah. Um so I guess I can't fault them for for trying. Um yeah. but the the real meat of of this movie Somehow we're 20 minutes in and we and and we're just about to scratch the surface. I'm so I'm so I'm so I'm upset sorry. about how many how, yeah. about the length of notes I have under the heading the labor politics. Um it's a movie that has <laughs> the word strike in the title. We are a leftist podcast. Um and the movie is like and the movie is like a directly addressing labor issues. Like like it's not like 
Right. Like, it's not it's not subtext. It's text. It's literally no, it's, text. It is the text. It addresses them poorly and confusingly, but we wouldn't be doing our job as being that <laughs> podcast if we didn't if we go didn't in do depth this. with this with this schlock. Yeah, all right. So it it is such a mess, but we need to walk through everything yeah. start to finish in order to have the proper context to have a have a nice little conversation here. Yeah. So the, the um, first thing you notice is the the pedantic union guy. Yeah, very so early in the movie. There is an there is an elf character whose entire thing is is that he is the pedantic union guy. He sings an entire song about how elves uh need to be happy in order to make toys. And he knows that business and money can ruin people and ruin relationships between people uh so he makes sure to have santa sign a detailed contract with specific terms and conditions about the label rights of the elves i'm being very literal this is literally what happens in the movie like mm-hmm. there are several jokes about how long and specific the terms of the contract are um and and as mentioned before the elves happiness is rated by the bumometer. Um, which can basically turn on a dime at any moment if Santa does anything that they don't like, like sing a song poorly, and then immediately the bummer meter goes all the way down and the elves go on strike. Haha. <laughs> so, so at this point, it's like, what is the movie saying about unions? It's saying that, like, they're annoying, and when Santa is frustrated by them, he's right to be annoyed by these pedantic, like, like, He's basically like the shut up and do your job type of boss. Yeah, Santa is shown to be openly contemptuous of unions. Like, there is a point where he is being, like, nagged by the union rep who is bringing up violations of the contract, and he's like, ugh, unions. Um, And Santa's also just portrayed as, like, a shitty asshole boss yeah. Kind of. He's just he he like I mean just in general Santa is just like a rude asshole in this movie that unless unless the script needs him to be heroic for some reason uh, at any given time right such as when Dingle wants to be the boss <laughs> now he wants to be Santa uh, and all the elves hate Dingle so now they love Santa even though Santa has open contempt for their right to organize. <laughs> Um, and then Dingle becomes Santa, right? And takes them all to Fiji, uh, and lets them party and do whatever they want for a bit. Um, and this is the point where, uh, the eternal logic of the film begins to break down. Because the elves are, like, partying on the beach in Fiji. And it's been established, literally, (laughs) by, by, by contract, (laughs) By, that, by the mechanics of the of the world oh, yeah. and the movie's ideology. <laughs> that if elves are happy, they will make toys according right. to the plot, right? Right. But that just that just doesn't happen. And Dingle has to trick them and hypnotize them and make them slaves in order for them to make toys. We don't say slave lightly. We know it's a loaded word. The movie calls them slaves. The movie calls them slaves. There's an entire song that Dingle sings about how slave labor makes the world go round. That's the song. And then, and so, so what we have here now with this plot is (laughs) we've got Union Buster Santa on the neoliberal left 
and outright <laughs> slave driver Dingle uh, on the uh, openly fascist right. You know, we 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 thought things were bad under under Santa, but at least he's not a caricature of a Jewish man who is forcing us to be in the evil slavery cabal that makes the world go round. I need to talk about the fucking sign. Oh God, the sign. We Fuck. need to talk about I the sign. About that. Okay, the, okay. <laughs> so, Dingle's evil factory has a sign on it that says scabs welcome now <laughs> talk about loaded words now I'm just gonna just gonna provide some context just in case a scab is a non-union worker uh who is crossing the picket line uh and working for a company where the union workers are actively striking right you should not be a fucking scab. <laughs> Being yeah. a scab is not something that you should be, right? Yeah, it's, okay, it's fuck scabs, right? So and so, it's portrayed as evil that he has this the sign that says "scabs welcome" because that's anti-union, but Santa is also anti-union. So, who is the hero of the movie? <laughs> the plot literally makes less sense because they make Santa anti-union. If Santa was the pro-union guy and Dingle ha- is the slave driver scabs welcome guy, then the mechanics of the plot would continue to turn Unfortunately, the scabs welcome sign and Santa's anti-unionism catching the clockwork machinery of Elf Bowling the movie, uh, and it is unable to pr- properly finish. And then, and so the whole thing has to just forget about the union plot altogether and end the movie on another bowling match that goes exactly the same as the first bowling match. I, 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 I was having such a good day, Alex. Honestly. <laughs> I was having such a good day. Do you think, like, do you, like, do you think, like, there was, like, a version of this script that was, like, pro-union, and then an executive got a hold of it and was like, no, because the movie yeah, doesn't did, make put, any sense. And they just put that sign on there to, to further muddle it. Yeah. Like, in, in post-production. Maybe. Um, I... I I don't know. Um I <laughs> This is the the this is a a frustratingly confusing movie and it's annoying like on the real it's annoying that it's a kids movie that brings up these topics without having anything to say about them when which I think is worse than just making a movie where the these things are not described mechanically yeah and the movie just exists to be a kids movie with some chuckles like it could have just been a shitty kids movie but they made it about a fucking strike and they made it about like apparently a binary choice between uh union workers with an uncooperative boss 
and literal slaves. Um, yeah, it's which fucking, is a it's sh- a bleak fucking movie in that in that it's, regard. It, it offers a bleak yet frustratingly accurate look at our world <laughs> and the labor policies of being a worker in the United States of America. Yeah, I, it's it, it. The impression that you're really left with because the union plot is just entirely dropped is it's just like mean boss versus those unionized workers. Aren't both of them bad for being mad about something? The boss is mad at the workers for caring about stuff, and the workers care about stuff. <laughs> Aren't they both ridiculous for caring about things? And that's why I think you should be in the center. Um, it's the only logical place to be in these in these polarizing political times. God, is it 2018 again? Fuck. <sighs> like, how, are, we're, we're doing this again. It's, it's, it's... <laughs> I can't believe... <laughs> This computer animated film based on the elf bowling game does not have a coherent anti-capitalist ideology. Uh, Welcome back, old friends. The (laughs) t-shirt quote. What are we watching next week? I don't know. I don't really know. Monster Hunter, maybe? We're going to try to watch Monster Hunter (laughs) if we can find it. Long ago, we dropped the premise that people would listen to this and then watch the movie to prepare for next week's episode. People don't care uh, about that. So unless unless you're my one Fred Don who still does that, um, <laughs> I think, um, you know. We'll probably watch Monster Hunter if we can find probably it on Monster the Hunter. internet somewhere. Yeah. Uh, if not, uh, I don't know. I've been meaning to watch that Fire Emblem thing, so we might do that. Uh, yep. And if, if we yeah, can't find Monster Hunter by next week, it's postponed indefinitely until they release it on fucking streaming or whatever, because I don't care enough. Because <laughs> I haven't seen anyone talking about it, so uh, I, 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 I'm shocked that no one was willing to risk dying of the plague to go <laughs> see Milijovic try to fuck the Rathalos. Where I... can people find the podcast <laughs> on the internet, Mark? Uh, you can find us at Cartridge Cinema. On Twitter, that's at Cartridge Cinema. Join the Discord for more. Uh, the It is linked on the pinned post of the Twitter. You can listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcasting app. Uh, you should rate us. That would be cool. That always helps. Uh, the music is by DJ Tin Man. The art is by Courtney Kaufman. For me, it was Tuesday. Fuck cops. Don't join the military. Fuck union busters. Yeah. Fuck um fuck Joe Biden fuck Kamala Harris uh peace I don't know I don't you got anything Yeah well I mean yeah can um I was going to say fuck uh you know um <laughs> these uh we we've got it we've got an incumbent uh democrat president who I have zero faith will strengthen unions in America which is one of the um which is one of the only direct barometers for increasing uh the uh, health and happiness of the working class um, and uh, collective uh, collective bargaining and collective organizing are the only true ways to enact uh, social change or to enact pressure on our elected representatives. Uh, so just, yeah, on a real note, uh, fuck union busters. We already said it, but unions are good. Yeah, unions yeah, are I very important. Like, say, <laughs> yeah, it's like... Yeah, it's it's worth noting that unions. By the way, unions are very good, and they're the reason why why we have <clears throat> you know socialists and like 
the early 1900s are the reason we even have like a 40 hour work week and shit like that. Like, yeah, I always, the most, the most disgusting shit in, is when people are like, how can you hate the Democrats? The, the Democrats gave us the labor rights. The Democrats no, gave us gay did. marriage. No, they fucking didn't. Organizers gave us that shit. Alex, did you know that John F. Kennedy signed the civil rights bill out of the goodness of his heart? <laughs> because he's a good he Democrat. Was the communists were going to break down his door and beat him to death. <laughs> yeah. That's, um, I guess that's the post show. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, um, unless you got anything else. But Thank yeah, you for I guess listening to, to Cartridge Cinema Club, an increasingly bizarre podcast for weirdos. <laughs> Yeah, if you just want to say if you enjoy this podcast, you're fucking weird, and I and I like that. <sighs> right, peace, peace. <laughs>